All right. Talk to check, check to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Happy Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Happy Tuesday. Not a happy Tuesday, man. Not. Biggest let... Oh, okay. Biggest letdown of my life. Do explain, sir. <laughs> I thought Trump was getting arrested. I mean, I knew it was a bullshit claim from Trump. Come on. He just needed people to get on to truther, truth, truth man, truth world. Nobody's on truth, so he needed some truth. I don't know, man. I'm starting to think. I think they would have done it if he didn't. He, he took the wind out of their sails. I'm going down the same road as the Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, I think Trump just loves the publicity, and he's really not as popular as he was uh, four years ago. So I don't know. What do you you think they were really coming after him? They were gonna book think, him, Dano. I think they were getting ready. I think it leaked, and he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna announce it." And then th- that dude that made a hole. <laughs> I mean, is he not getting arrested now? That's what I don't get. I like I can't tell if this is bullshit. I can't tell if uh, Trump was just blowing smoke. If it was a foiled plot because Trump brought on so much. I mean, I saw today they are uh, gearing up New York for like Jan 6 style riots times a million. I, I don't understand who you guys think this is. He's either this bumbling fool idiot or he's. What is he? He's leading the greatest army that's ever walked on U.S. soil. Well, what I don't get is why do they believe there is this so-called MAGA army? Have you seen the idiots who show up for these MAGA parades and shit like that? They're no oh, there's army. There's not a full set of chromosomes amongst them. <laughs> no, come on, dude. That's first and foremost. And if you look at the Jan Six tapes, a lot of the instigators, the really violent ones. They were the ones wearing black. You know, Antifa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, that's bad. It's bad. So do you think they're uh, trying to stoke these flames? And see, you know what I think? It's like, um, you know, I saw Peter Frampton years ago. This is 20 years ago, maybe. And... Uh, he was in his twilight years himself at that time and, uh, you know, playing the hits essentially. And he was playing that song, you know, do you feel like I do where he talks through the guitar? He was playing that song. You mean his only song? He's got a couple hits, but that's his big one hit. Song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, one song. but so everyone's there, right? It's at Ravinia. Uh, you know, everyone's got the, uh, they're on the lawn. They got their, uh, charcuterie boards and, you know, winery and everything everyone's hanging out very gay super gay and so you know peter frampton's playing his whole show all the dads are there for peter frampton to talk through his guitar man the (laughs) he doesn't do it for like 90 percent of the show it's towards the end it's basically the encore we've been there for two hours and then they start playing the bass line you know to do you feel and everyone's like getting up out of their seats they're standing they're you know these are old people in their 40s uh so <laughs> they're they're starting to stand up and feel the groove and he's pulling this move for like 10 minutes people start to get pissed off they're like come on man Talk through the guitar. Play the damn song. <laughs> Stop jerking me around here, man. Like, so 
I feel like what's going on with this Trump arrest thing is they're trying to milk it. They're trying to build up the groove. They're trying to get people really stoked. To, you know, just Peter Frampton me. They're Peter Framptoning us. Well, I think they're. I think they're sitting on the bass groove for too long now. <laughs> All right, talk through the damn guitar. Arrest him already, or shut the fuck up. Okay, end the song. Yes. I'm tired of standing <laughs> yeah. up, pretending like I want to be here for two hours. <laughs> Good call. Good call. So I think what's going on here is. They're waiting too long at this. <laughs> Peter Frampton does. There's Peter Frampton us on this whole fucking thing. <laughs> they need the baseline to go all the way to the 2024 election. That's, really, that's exactly what's it's happening. It's a long baseline. <laughs> this is the longest encore of your life, people. I can't do it. <laughs> Problem is they thought they could keep the Jan 6 committee going. Yeah, so wasn't that supposed to still be happening at this point? I remember they had scheduled several seasons. I had it locked down on my <laughs> Netflix queue. Uh, oh, it was, it was going to be a competition with Survivor for most seasons. <laughs> Survivor still on the air? Mind-blowing. Yeah. I can't, Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I think this season, the dude who runs it, uh, whatever his name is, Mark Garagos or whatever, he's a... Uh, something like that he's been doing it for the whole time he's gonna be like a guy on the show this time he's gonna survive we'll we'll have to tune in and find out my man man. mark burnett i think is his name or whatever yeah i think so man i think he's i think uh the host at least or someone's doing they're doing the survival with the other it's survivors. It's got to be like a celebrity thing where like, there's all celebrities or something, right? I don't know. They should do a survivor where one guy gets the really nice house and all the equipment, and everybody has to try and like kill him and take the house. I like it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> we put Dr. Fauci on an island with a really nice house and all the weapons he wants, right? But every... He's got weapons. He's got, dude, we're going to give him landmines. He could fucking booby trap this place. It's his <laughs> island. Do whatever he wants. But once a month, we're sending a prisoner. Still on the defensive. I don't know if you noticed. Who? Mr. Tony. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah. I don't think his uh, media blitz worked out for him on a PR <laughs> level. So. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is he hired Camilla's team. Oh, terrible at PR, man. Terrible PR team. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, we snippeted a little uh, camel there from the late night a few episodes ago, and that was it. It's like they bring her, they spend eight months, they do all this uh, rebranding, refresh, and, uh, you know, she's literally eight months of them coaching her. Have you noticed? She- and then, like, uh, they do a late night appearance on Stephen Colbert, and then they bring her back into the basement. And they're like, all right, we got to start from scratch yeah. again, people. We got to. <laughs> all right, Campbell. Campbell, how many times have I fucking told you? Look like a human. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hold back on the cackle, please? You... No cackle. Do not understand how humans communicate? <laughs> so she came out, and now she's gone. That's it for the camel. No more. Uh,. Good times had by all. Did you see that speech she gave at the uh, March Madness game? 
No. Oh man, oh. I missed a good one, didn't I? Dude, I no. wish I. Oh, I wish I had it queued up. Dude. Oh, it's it is a goodie, dude. She went to uh, what's that black college? Bro, oh. is it Brown? <laughs> you know, you've got me in murky waters here. If I say yeah, anything, I, uh, I could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Brown just sounded a little too on the nose, and I didn't want to be racist. <laughs> It is brown, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to defer to the audience on this one. <laughs> well, it's definitely not Black University. That would be more. I believe there are a few different universities. Are you talking about, like, the more prestigious, I guess? Yeah, yeah it's like the Black Harvard. Black Harvard, okay. It. Brown. Yeah, sure. Brown, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is the problem. In trying to not be racist, I just sounded like a racist. I was racist. That's right. Anyways. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Take care of that last five minutes. I don't know. You put them on freaking overtime the last two days, so... Uh, yeah. It's the pregame shot. It <laughs> gets me by the second show. It's just one long bleep at that point. Especially when you start talking about the French. All right, well, let's not go into that. I was just about to say, every time the French come on, you, like, sneak them, you, you scream it, and then you even, like, mutter it. It kind of, like, comes out of your breath almost <laughs> at points. You don't even know you're oh. saying it. Oh, I'm making you hunt for it. <laughs> Keep it out of your toes. <laughs> no, but, dude, so Brown University gets into the... They finally made it in a March Madness. Guess they haven't been in there in, like, ten years. Which is shocking if you consider, you know, the I student I didn't body. want to get into it. <laughs> to me, it was... The, to me... That was the stat of this year's March Madness. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to hear anything else. It's, Who the fuck bet on that? It's up there with uh, the no African Americans in the World Series last year. <laughs> you got me on that one. Incredible. I'm pretty, I'm you pretty got me on that. Brown, Brown University. I mean, you got such a wide talent pool. Uh, anyways, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you can just walk around that campus and grab five. You're in. <laughs> Not even like the janitor? Nobody? Like, nobody? <laughs> nobody can dunk? How good call it? I like, I like picture at that school, the prince, the dean has like a basketball trophy in his office. That guy could probably put a uniform on. He's got I, his I, old I, Final Four jersey hanging behind him, you know? <laughs> Here I do like all the custodians. They're they're all wearing a uniform under the custodian. Yeah, uniform. everyone's got their basketball like, shorts on. <laughs> Everyone is ready to go at a moment's notice. Let me grab, let me grab my J's. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, man, that's that's what. Anyways, no, it's the exact opposite. They haven't won. You know why? Because they're the Harvard. So they yeah. actually been studying. It's a bunch of freaking nerds, man. Oh, those are all the black kids that aren't playing basketball. They aren't complaining about injustices. They're going out and getting law degrees. And they're millionaires. <laughs> and they're like serving, <laughs> serving the country and being good citizens. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Oh, way right. better than us. Contributing <laughs> right. way more than I ever will. I'll probably, if I'm lucky, unclog one of their toilets. That's right. Anyway. And I'm sure none of them have a podcast. So that's you're right on the money. <laughs> True heroes of society, no doubt. But um, dude, so Brown, Brown gets in, and oh, they yeah. lose. You oh, know, wow. which is, again, shocked. Yep. 
Even weirder than that is the camel decides she's going to go in their locker room and give them a pep talk Post for losing the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, so now these poor kids who just lost on a national stage, like, they were so excited to be there. You know what I mean? Like, think about for the sure. wave they were riding before that game. You're a historic team. You know what I mean? Like, that's a wave. You're as high as can be. You, you now just hit rock bottom. That wave crashed hard. Oh, you yeah. Because it was like a blowout, too. They lost by, like, 30 points. Maybe not so bad then. You got a full half game to kind of cushion the blow. Right, you're staring up that but clock. But then the like, vice president comes into your locker room with all the cameras that go with it. That's it rough. Gives you a <laughs> That's a rough scene. <laughs> oh man! About how you have, dude. It's so bad. I wish I could give it justice. She pretty much tells them that they're all better than anybody else out there, and it doesn't matter. Like it's better than winning. They just showed up or some shit. I don't know. Man, the camel. What a lost cause. That's a terrible. Yeah. Uh, photo op and um, no, know, I get why you were there for the speech after they win. Yeah, when they lost, you you quietly exit out the back door. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. She's done for, man. Joe Biden's got to find somebody else. Uh, obviously, because I know he's running. Right? I mean, that's. <laughs> I guess right now he's the only hope. Well, we got Joe Biden. He needs a second stringer to come in and help him out. And uh, Kamala just doesn't have it. And uh, I found someone. I think I know a perfect running mate uh, for Joe Biden. Um, Never thought this day would come, but I think we should all be very grateful for it. Here we go. Uh, Looking forward, folks, to 2024. You know, I've still got a lot of fight left in me, but if I die in prison at this this point in time, this is the Tiger King. I don't know if you guys the remember the Tiger King. Right now, I'll be the first presidential candidate to die in federal prison. Oh, yeah. Presidential candidate. What do you mean? I officially am on the federal election campaign website. Is running for president for 2024 as a libertarian. And I intend on making the politicians and the American people listen to what's going on in this country. People may think that this is a joke uh, for me being sick and me running for office from here, uh, but it's not. I have some extremely major influencers that are my endorsers and online news tabloids and everything else that's backing me for this. Uh, so please get on <laughs> Joe Exotic Can I tell you the do- saddest thing about this? Yeah, man. Do you know what my response to this is? I can't wait. I, as, I, I can't believe this guy's. I can't believe my response to this is, you know, it really doesn't sound that crazy. No, it doesn't, man. Thank <laughs> you. That's why I threw That's it how shitty of a country we've become. Where I'm listening to this guy, the more I listen to him, the more I'm thinking, ah, I might give him a vote. He sounds more genuine and honest than anybody mm-hmm. else running. So, yeah, why not, man? Oh, him and Donald Trump are the only two telling you exactly what they believe. <laughs> yeah. No filter. Man, uh, Tiger King, back in action. The dude's in prison, I think, for life or <laughs> a long time. For, for murder, right? He Did, murdered somebody? I think he's being accused of murder, or I can't remember. I, like everybody else, watched the Netflix special back in uh, the beginning of the pandemic. 
I uh, partly believe uh, it was created by the CIA to brainwash everyone uh, because everybody watched it. So <laughs> it was inspiring. We got the Tiger King. He's back. I don't know if you remember from that time, though. He, uh, he ran for president in 2016. Did he really? Yes. On what ticket? Like what? The... Libertarian. And John Oliver did a whole joke about him uh, on his HBO show. He like played his commercial. John Oliver just did a whole fucking 30-minute show on timeshares. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. You know what? Good for him because John <laughs> Oliver um, is always willing to fall on the sword of boredom. You know, he's always like, what will really put these people to sleep at nine o'clock on a Sunday? We're going to do timeshares. I got to get I got to get America ready for uh, for Monday morning. They need to go go get some sleep. (laughs) 30 minutes on timeshares. That should do it. That's I think that's really funny that he actually like did that. And timeshares are kind of a fucked up industry. I think it's a major scam. Yeah, Frank, you just summed it up in 30 seconds. He did a 30-minute show on it. Like, everybody knows it's a scam. <laughs> everybody knows it. Nobody, you know what? And if you're one of the 5 million people that that have one, well, you should know better. You know, there's also people that buy trailer homes. What are you going to do? This, yeah, well, <laughs> the timeshare thing I know is for sure a scam, but I have a friend out here. He works uh, a modest job and, you know, lives a simple life. Goes on spectacular vacations, my man. Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Vegas every few months. Uh, I had to find out what he was doing to swing these trips. He gets free uh, stays at these resorts where they go and try to get you to buy a timeshare. He's does the meeting for six hours, and then he stays for the rest of the trip and hangs out, has a vacation. Yeah, but you got to sit there for six hours. But everything else is paid for. He claims it's totally worth it. That's what John Oliver went into, though, where he was like, I don't know, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it, though. The people were like, I just couldn't take anymore. (laughs) Oh, so you sign your fucking $5,000 a month or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't know. You're weak-minded if you're getting those. I wouldn't even go. Don't go. No, no, no. Uh, that's not my bag. I kind of like to plan my own vacation, not around sitting anywhere for six hours, unless it's uh, on a beach. Yeah, save your money. <laughs> With the go crashing on a trip waves. like a good American. Yeah. On credit. <laughs> on credit. Timeshare, very fascinating. Uh, I'm glad, um, I guess, John Oliver is exposing the truth. You said it before, the guy should just do a serious news show. He would be good, yeah. The jokes are not landing. I noticed, yeah. (laughs) Way too, way too far left. Is that what it is now? I noticed, you know, Bill Maher, still kind of funny, but he has to hang real center. And even now, he's kind of just bashing people on the left, which I've been finding kind of funny. Um, it is pretty funny. But, like, John Oliver will do these things where he's telling a story, and you're, like, waiting for the punchline. It's three and a half minutes of setup for the punchline to be 
you know, and they say Jan 6 was just a stroll through the Capitol. Well, yeah, like, oh god okay yeah but it was right. uh, we have the video evidence they actually opened doors and chauffeured them around and they'll show you their 45 seconds of violence yeah but they'll always cut the film right before uh they shoot ashley babbitt right that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> the one bullet that was fired had to be done the guy was a hero had to be done <laughs> Oh, man, uh, the Jan 6 shit still blows me away. I can't believe anyone hangs on that narrative anymore. That may be the dagger for the left uh, going forward, only because if they actually arrest Trump, which I still don't think is going to happen, and they are going to try and associate it with Jan 6, you know, we're, we're entering like political prisoner territory. Like, isn't this shit like uh, tyrants and dictators do? You're arresting him for paying off a stripper like 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, he became president, served as president. I I mean, I don't know. And did you hear that there's talk that I didn't even think you could, I didn't even know you could impeach a president after he's out of office. Uh, wait, are you saying they're gonna more further impeach him? Is that Frank, <laughs> like Frank, about more about stuff? <laughs> what? They, the only way to actually stop him from running for president ever again would be to do a third impeachment. And I, then you I, could I okay. Set that as, so, <laughs> Fine. On what? This is he's Thanos at this point. The man has all the Infinity Stones. They can't stop him. Uh, right now, he's only got two. They only impeached him twice. <laughs> wow, inc- it's incredible. Yeah, whatever sticks, I guess. I, I. And all so I can think is like you're ta- people are talking. When you listen to left wing media or uh, like podcasts and stuff, they're sitting there like running through all the oh, there's there's this case in Georgia. It, it might be a little flimsy, but they yeah, think yeah. they could they, they think right. they could do this and this and this. And, <laughs> there's like, and then there's another one in California. Then there's another one in New York. And you're like, dude, why don't you guys just try running a campaign against this guy? <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Just run an honest-to-God campaign. See what the American people... I don't know. Come up with some fucking policy that works instead of build back better. Hey, I liked Build Back Better. Got a nice ring to it with the World Economic Forum. Someday, I can only hope, we'll own nothing and be happy at the same time, my man. It'll be good times. If you were talking about inflation, you built that back way better. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, actually. (laughs) Except it's a little different. I have nothing, and I'm not that happy. So, uh, (laughs) I think you guys missed one beat here. (laughs) Yeah, something's going on. Oh, something's going on, Mike. Something's spreading. It's spreading fast. And you better watch out, buddy, because it may come right for you. That's right. The CDC has a new warning for us all. Lots more to get to on this Tuesday morning, including the CDC sounding off on what it's calling an urgent public health threat. 
a highly drug-resistant fungus that's spreading at an alarming rate from just four states in 2016. Stop. 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 This is the HBO show. This is HBO. Whatever do you this mean, the, my man? This is The Last of Us. I, uh... I will only be able to confirm that when I start seeing the homosexual men having gay sex. <laughs> is that All what right? they're trying to sell? Are they trying to sell us now that The uh, Last of Us is real? Yeah, it's happening now. So everybody, find your male partner who you will be with in the end. <laughs> well, first you gotta dig holes around your perimeter. And then your gay lover will just fall into one. Yes. Then you can catch yourself a gay lover and uh, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> if I know my my uh, zombie apocalypse scenarios. And don't worry, women. You will find your lesbian lover. That's right. In the, ma- in the mall. I guess that's how that, that works. Folks, don't worry out there. Fear not. Know this. If you are out there during this zombie pandemic, and you are part of the LGBTQ sandwich community, then you will be safe, you will find a partner, and you will survive. Oh, it's going to be great times for you guys. Lots of gay sex. If I know anything from The Last of Us. <laughs> you will have HBO t- has taught me anything. Tons of gay sex, man. <laughs> but dude, this can't, be, this can't be real. Oh, it's real, what Mike. T- Mike, the fungus is among us. <laughs> to more than half of the United States in 2022... While scientists do not believe that the fungus is a threat to people who are otherwise healthy, it can be dangerous and potentially deadly to those who are medically fragile. NBC's senior medical correspondent, Dr. Oh, John pussies. is here. So first of all, Dr. John, where did this yeah. fungus come from? And how concerned Listen, we've always be? had bitches in our population. No, this has been solved years ago. Just ask John Madden. You need tough actin' to actin', my man. You spray it all over the foot. <laughs> You're good, you're good to go the next day. You can even run the 40. That's the problem, man. See, we lost all the good ones. You need some tough you know, acting to actin. We need John Madden to come out with a grease pen and just fucking <laughs> show him where to apply the tenactin. Coming out of the shower, circle it, boom! Hit it with the tough acting to actin. <laughs> boom! <laughs> what, a, what a legend. <laughs> was the last time you thought about tough acting ten acting that's so long dude <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah what was that little penny i never saw that before oh did you like that i don't know how i was drunk that night and i don't know what happened i, I was must have been watching march madness or whatever and uh they were doing you know me with the woke basketball commercials now or the woke commercials that they do on ESPN during these games and shit. You know, me, I'm just, I wish we had Spuds McKenzie and the lizards and the frogs and the chicks with the tits spraying beer all over each other, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Instead, we got the woke commercials. And then I don't know what came on, uh, but it was a commercial, I think, with Penny Hardaway, Hardaway, but like older Penny Hardaway. He's, I think, a basketball coach now. And so... um, or maybe I, even I just saw him coaching. That might even be it. <clears throat> and I started talking. I started mimicking Little Penny to Emma, and she looked at me like I was totally insane. <laughs> and, and for anyone that doesn't remember, in the early 90s, uh, they did a series of commercials starring um, uh, Penny Hardaway uh, from the Orlando Magic. He was a superstar at the time. And uh, he 
had a little claymation character or puppet that was uh, voiced by Chris Rock, and his <laughs> name was Lil Penny. And uh, they would do a bunch of commercials where it was just you know Penny and Lil Penny. And uh, they were great. They were hilarious. I distinctly remember them. And uh, so they came to mind, and then I sent you a couple clips of them just because I thought they were pretty That funny. was really good. Really funny. Chris Rock, man. You can just hear how young he is. And commercials used to be funny. Also, Chris Rock yeah. also used to be funny. Uh, there was just so yeah. many better things about that era, you know? And I was just kind of watching it, and I'm like, yeah, man. I, I scrolled through a whole bunch of them. You can find them on YouTube. They're absolutely hilarious. Pretty uh, funny. Back in the day, yeah. You know what the best part was? There was no fungus. No fungus among us, but of course, back then also, as I pointed out earlier, we had John Madden and boom! Tough fact and tenacity. First and foremost, as far as how concerned, this is not... Now, I'm really, I love this fungus among us because, Mike, yes, you are correct, sir. They absolutely are going to bring up The Last of Us, but also, I want you to pay attention because there's, there's always an agenda... They're always going to sell something here, man. And we, we, there's like, what, three things we can guess what it is, right? It's uh, racism, yeah. climate change, or racist-based climate change. Last of Us type <laughs> of apocalypse. This is not going to take over the globe and cause you know, sure. Armageddon throughout the world. But it is something that definitely needs to be looked into because, like you mentioned, it has increased since 2016 many, many fold and has spread throughout the country. World Health Organization says this is a global threat as well. Problem is, it's resistant to common antifungal drugs and it seems to be getting more and more resistant. It's difficult to identify to begin with because it's inside the body and, and the symptoms mimic a lot of other symptoms. And it's causing these outbreaks in healthcare facilities particularly long-term care facilities. If somebody's on a ventilator or they have long-term IV lines in them, that's how it can get into the body. Their immune systems aren't that strong. As far as how concerned we should be overall, this is one of those things that seems to be spreading because we think of global warming. The ah! fungus usually doesn't get in our body <laughs> because it can't stand the warm temperatures, but they think fungi this is literally the plot from the last of us. temperatures because of global warming. They're going to be able to this get in our body. This is literally episode one of The Last of Us. More and more often. Well, thank you for clarifying that this isn't a plot point from uh, <laughs> the last of us because I, I don't think we can handle a zombie apocalypse on top of everything else right now. <laughs> How stupid do you think we are? <laughs> here's the here's my point. Uh, the CDC, no different than Netflix, they've run out of ideas. Uh, <laughs> pretty soon they're gonna be coming up with plot points from uh, South Korea. You know, in Thailand. <laughs> so there's this virus that I think these dwarves got mining in a... <laughs> there's a new virus going around. The only way we could stop it is if these ten hobbits can go climb to the top of that mountain and drop in this ring. I know this sounds crazy. drop the ring in the lava that the virus came from. It has to be ten hobbits. Find us ten hobbits. <laughs> Dude, you're right. They're using the same writers. <laughs> They're fresh out of ideas, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is, dude, that is ridiculous. Come on, man. The fungus. And what did they? What did they call the fucking pussies in our society? Uh, medically vulnerable, fragile. Yeah, it's a new one. I'm glad you caught that because I did too. Fragile. Who wants to be called uh. fragile? Well, also, I thought it was an Italian word, fragile. Come on, <laughs> say it right. Pay a little respect to some culture here. 
fragile. <laughs> Dude, we have completely lost we've completely lost the, the idea that we are just animals living on this earth. What other animal out there like you ever see a fragile wolf? <laughs> you ever see the fragile bison with the other herd? He gets eaten. He gets eaten. That's the first one gone. That's the fragile one. That's what happens to the fragile. <laughs> he doesn't piece. have time to get fungus. <laughs> Well, once his carcass is laying there for a while after it's been picked through, mm. some bacteria will form and some fungus, and it's the circle okay. of life. Uh, so it will occur, but my God, you were right on the money. Ugh. Man, fragile. So like, that's, uh, and it, like There's a big difference between we can keep you alive and we must keep huh. you alive. They had to like use not. fragile because immunocompromised Word salad, my man, number one. Number two, it's a joke at this point. You're right, the dummies can't spell it. The dummies can't spell it, the other morons can't say it, and the rest of us are sick of hearing it. Yeah. Because we shut down society for two years for people who are immunocompromised. So now... Which apparently isn't my 82-year-old grandma because she's fine. Or our 86-year-old president. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Or the other so 80 crazy. year old running for president. <laughs> or every 80 year old running Congress. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Except for the three that are in the hospital from the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> oh, man. The fungus among us. So, uh,. This is beautiful stuff. We're now fragile. We're no longer immunocompromised. And still, I have to say, I'll link this back to monkeypox and everything else going on. I think this has to do with the vaccine program. Mm. It's yet another thing spreading amongst a specific group that's also kind of a group of people who took their shots and got their boost. You're right. Good cause. Something that we didn't have before the vaccine. Exactly. Let me guess. This fungus also causes heart attacks and strokes? <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Only if you spray on the tough actin tenactin. Then you have a high... Oh. The, the tenactin's got a high probability of heart attacks and strokes, man. But but uh, Pfizer just came out with this drug. Finactin? <laughs> <laughs> it's quick-acting finactin. <laughs> No, nah, it doesn't work. And this one might give you baby, uh, baby diaper mouth. Sorry. Uh, a little bit of a... What you say, Tinactin? No, no, no. That's for horses, you idiot. <laughs> you got to go with the Pfizer Finactin. That's horf, horse hoof fungicide, <laughs> man. Get it right. What are you, a horse? Are you listen to Joe Rogan over there? <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. It's too good. Oh, man, we are in the post-COVID, post-vaccine uh, era, in my opinion, now. Everybody yeah. around me, man, anecdotally, uh, very sick all the time, pretty consistently. And uh, yeah. another round of colds has uh, swept around the area. And... uh once again, certain people 
might say about 30% of the folks in any given room not affected. Hmm. So I'm curious as to what's going on. I'm catching a lot of people now with, you know, extra sicknesses and illnesses and constant flu-like stuff going on. Yeah, you haven't heard pandemic of the unvaccinated in a long time. It is officially the first day or week of spring, and we have then officially survived our second winter of uh, darkness and death, I believe. Yeah. Or what, what was it that Joe Biden threatened us with? The dark winter. That's right. Oh, me. man, and that was just Game of Thrones. Dude, these guys are literally using the same writer. <laughs> <laughs> literally just hired the hbo writing team that's right and who's the they the new what's the meme for dark brandon what is it dark knight dark wait brandon? a minute hillary clinton is just barry <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's the guy who he's he kills people but he wants to be a actor. famous actor oh, yeah. actor but he you know he kills people so oh that's it's actually hillary clinton that's touching she really just wants to be a politician but she just can't help her nature of killing people left and right and and, and both of them they just kill people that get in their way <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> come on i'm not some kind of animal <laughs> just don't get out of my way just get him, don't get in my way <laughs> Oh, man. The Clinton machine, man. Probably the most corrupt, if not one of, because I guess what I'm hearing now is Biden's crew is the most corrupt. Kind of uh, looking like each group is the most corrupt since the previous group. Well, they learn from the... the, (laughs) That's right. If I am the most corrupt, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> well, speaking like in, in Illinois, dude, in Illinois, there was just, there's been a machine that has run Illinois, the, one of the most corrupt machines ever created by man. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And at the helm of that machine was Madigan for like thirty years. They arrested him. He's gone court. It's unbelievable what's coming out, what this guy's doing and everything. But you know what? Got mad again. It's clean. Well, what about everybody else that's been doing it with him for 20, 30 years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they get the guy, and everybody walks away. They get the scapegoat. The one guy. No, man. everybody else is still in office. Everybody <laughs> else still has a job. That's what I mean, dude. They- I don't know. Where's uh where's Blagojevich at, man? I know. We need a Blago. I would love to get a Blagojevich up in there. A lot of talk about all these different younger politicians jumping into the ring for 2024. I uh, I'm for right now, until further notice, I'm Tiger King 2024 guy. Uh I, but dude, they should do a Blago Tiger King. A Blago King? A Blago King. <laughs> Team up. I was thinking Tigervich, but to each his own. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Tigervich. (laughs) Tigervich, is that like a like a Jewish tiger? 
or what are we like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it does. It sounds like a, it's close to a slur, you know. <laughs> That's right. I felt a little dirty throwing it out. There's there. a few neighborhoods in Chicago. I just wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> American Tiger bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's too close. <laughs> oh man well uh <clears throat> anyways speaking of uh standing on shoulders of giants and uh previous corrupt politicians we uh the news everything moves so fast and i mean honestly dude the last what just <laughs> exactly just like the last uh Sorry. the last three years i would say have just it's a roller coaster pure insanity Nonstop. It action. literally feels like time started three years ago, doesn't it? Like, like three, four years ago. So yeah. I gotta say, I was a little taken aback uh, this weekend or yesterday, I, I mind you, or yeah, yesterday I guess. But uh, by um, an anniversary that has come up, uh, which I think affected uh, everybody uh, to this day still, and I think they're voting on now getting out of the situation. But it's it's pretty crazy. It's been uh, 20 years. Man. Today marks 20 years since the start of the U.S. ground invasion of Iraq, beginning a war that cost the United States an estimated two trillion dollars and the lives of nearly 4,500 U.S. troops. CBS's Charlie Daggett was wow. in Iraq from the very start, and tonight he returns to Baghdad to report on the toll the war has taken. It was a war that was supposed to be over quickly. An aerial campaign of shock and awe, followed by a U.S.-led invasion to rid Iraq of weapons of mass destruction that did not exist. Saddam Hussein's downfall triggered a raging insurgency and a bloody sectarian conflict, pushing U.S. troop numbers here to a peak of 168,000 by 2007. 20 years later, roughly 2,500 remain. Under the command of U.S. Army Major General Matthew McFarlane, commander of Operation Inherent Resolve. But our primary effort here to advise and assist and enable the Iraqis. We're still fucking there, man. Like, that's crazy. Well, yeah, we can't. We, we, well, we, we're voting. When you win the war, when you win the war, you now technically own the land. It's pretty wild stuff. Forces. Enabling Iraqi forces to stop ISIS from reforming. How active is ISIS? I mean, are they still a threat in this region? Uh, they, they certainly uh, are, and they certainly have aspirations to try and uh, redevelop or rebuild uh, their military uh, capability. Not everyone in Iraq agrees. The, the American presence is nothing to do with ISIS. ISIS is finished. ISIS is done. Saad Amutalibi is an Iraqi former government advisor. It definitely has everything to do with the regional stability. U.S. troops have launched airstrikes against suspected Iranian-backed militias in the past. I would tell you, Operation Inherent Resolve is here with a singular mission on the defeat of ISIS. Do we provide stability uh, in Iraq, uh, in the region, presence? with our presence? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. 
The security situation here in Baghdad has improved dramatically since the last time we were here. The blast walls and barbed wire have been taken down. It no longer feels like a war zone. All right, man. Yeah, 20 years. <clears throat> Pretty crazy. <clears throat> yeah, man. Shock and awe. I'll never that forget was... that. Yeah, shock and awe. That's a cool name, though. It was a well-branded uh, experience. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> shock and awe. Weapons of mass destruction. Like It just sounded... I was you know, I was thinking about we sent in the we sent in the Patriot missiles. Yeah, you remember the video footage of it all? It was all over the news. Uh, we didn't have Twitter then. Today is the anniversary of the starting of Twitter, I believe, or the first tweet. Oh, two thousand six. Uh, believe it or not, that's when the world started to end. Uh, and so that's <laughs> <laughs> been that long of a drag. Um. Oof. But, you know, it was such, like, sh wild imagery, and it got a lot of... I was thinking how that was the last time we as a nation were, like, whooped up and ready to go to war. Yeah, we were attacked, Frank. And we were, Not like... Not them, but... Well, they mentioned it in the clip how quickly we forget... The whole reason we bombed the shit out of this place was for these weapons of mass destruction that never existed. Yeah. And so I'm watching I'm watching this this clip and several others commemorating the anniversary and how we're still there. And all I could think about is like the imagery we were shown then and then the imagery we're shown now with Ukraine and how easy it was to manipulate us then. With the Iraq war. And how now something seems very off with these other wars. Right. Yeah. Like this, this Iraq something, invasion was any time any it was like even back then, anytime you talk to soldiers, it always seemed off. That goes back to like, you know, when you talk to guys who were in Vietnam. Right. And I think that's what it is, is now everybody gets to see what the what the soldiers see. What do you mean? The soldiers on the ground felt there was something strange about the invasion? Yeah, it did, yeah, it did, like none of it made sense why we were there. What are we doing? Why are we taking over this part but not that part? Let's, why are we supporting? Why are we supporting this drug lord and not that drug lord? Do you remember Colin Powell going in front of the uh, Senate and you know national TV showing people how they had the uh, the tubes? That they found in Libya or whatever it was, and the yellow cake, yellow cake uranium, yeah, man. <laughs> and that was the fucking Dude. smoking gun that triggered the onslaught of shock and awe. It's crazy. Dude, that's what the Democrats are missing. You guys in your administration, you need a Colin Powell. <laughs> where's where's a Condoleezza Rice? You know. Yeah, wow, you're you're actually blowing my mind. Uh they were checking boxes 20 years ago and nobody fucking cared because they were smart people and qualified for the job. Oh, though no, they weren't hired to check a box. They That's right. Worked their, they just worked their way up. And they people were there to them like humans. Yeah. They were there to lie for Dick Cheney. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh This was such an infuriating invasion because 
9-11 was so fresh in the minds, it was becoming increasingly clear that it, there were Saudis involved. And I believe, weren't we already invading Afghanistan? Yeah, we were already there. We were already, yeah, <clears throat> rocking out in Afghanistan. And then we the unleashed problem was, this beast. The problem in was in Afghanistan, we were just fighting guerrillas in the mountains. We couldn't really test our weaponry. We needed like an actual army to go against them. Yeah, man. We had to storm a, a capital, right? <sighs> we needed to go against Saddam. Yeah, there was a, a larger uh, scale situation unfolding. I believe it was Wesley Clark. He was uh, maybe doing an interview or whatever <clears throat> several years back, and he explained how there was a plan, and they were unfolding that plan, and it was to strategically take out all these different powers and just destabilize the Middle East. And I'm pretty sure the last one on the list now is Iran. Yeah, but now it teamed up with Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? Well, that's not oh, good. Yeah, I think I saw that picture. Yeah. It was a shot of like a representative from China, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. Is that right? Yeah, Xi was the one that like brokered the deal, apparently. So Xi is uh, <laughs> touring Russia and Ukraine with Putin, and then uh, he's sending diplomats to broker oil deals in the Middle East. He's doing peace deals in the Middle East, Africa, and uh, Eastern Europe. Oh, we fucked up, man. I'm starting to think we're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> we might be the stormtroopers. All right. <laughs> we might be the, you know what? I think the more I analyze the situation. <laughs> we, it looks like we work mm. on the Death Star, my man. <laughs> We're hiding news from the other side. We won't even air Putin talking. That's crazy. Yeah, we might be. We might be funding the wrong side here. Funding and or by our taxpayer, uh, our tax dollars, I assume you're saying. <laughs> I just think we might be the bad guy all around. Us and yeah, Europe, NATO. You know, we thought it was a really cool idea to link all these countries together and team up and be the bully in the playground. And so all these other smaller kids, they've been doing push-ups all these years, and now they're teaming up. <laughs> well, dude, did you see that I ICC, the International Court? They yeah, put out a, you sent a, me this arrest thing. Yeah. for Putin. Yeah, yeah, you, they Putin did. laughs at him, right? But That's not right. only that, even Joe Biden laughed at it. Do you know why we don't? You know, we don't even f listen to the the International Court. No, Joe Biden can't because he would probably get arrested. Yeah, I believe he, Trump, Obama, definitely, absolutely, George Bush, going back to Iraq War. Uh, they're war criminals. According to this organization, yeah, yeah. we uh, we carry out a lot of warfare around the world, if I'm not mistaken. And the best part is, is they put out an arrest warrant for Putin, so his Department of Justice or whatever 
<laughs> they put out a, they put out a warrant for the uh, ICC judge. Wow. So if that so the guy who like the judge who didn't who like signed off on it or whatever, if they go to Russia, they get arrested. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> We're opening an investigation into your investigation. We are living in a playground. Putin literally turned around and said, I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) This is the big bully. Got punched (laughs) in the face for the first time. Right? And like now it's starting to get exposed that we're just bigger, but maybe not stronger. There's something, something is unfolding here. You were nailing it a while back on the idea that Putin was just kind of messing around with his old toys to clear out the garage. And we saw it foolishly as an opportunity to take him out. And now he's playing, he brought out his real, t- you know, equipment. And we're at the point where we have to go full scale war. And at the same time, it seems like he might be allies with, like, I don't know, China, Iran, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like,. <laughs> Not, not looking good. Sh- not shaking out to be a good situation for our side. Because our side is a bunch of And when they're calling for peace and we're calling for war, we're starting to look like the axis of evil. Yeah, and we're stoking wars. We're blowing out their pipelines uh, over at the Nord Stream. Uh, we're- oh, when are we going to admit we blew it up? Every Mike the plumber knows you blew it up. <laughs> You blew it up. We have Ukraine firing rockets into Poland. <laughs> so, yeah, killed those poor farmers. No one's going to take credit for that one. Uh, it's just obvious and one side. Ukraine is blowing up its own people. That's been going on since day one, though. And apparently... The war crimes they're trying to arrest Putin for were almost exclusively bombs that uh, or missiles that the Ukrainian... <laughs> army tried to shoot down the Russian missiles with, and they missed and took out civilians. That's uh, incredibly awful, but probably more common in warfare nowadays. You know, accidents and, you know, friendly fire and all that, and uh, dude, I've believed from day one that everything we hear and all the imagery we see is stuff we have shot out just to make this war we're wagging the dog, man. We want to make this yeah. again. Putin just walked around everything he owns now. Oh, and I thought this guy was dying of cancer. Couldn't leave his bedroom. Now he's going. I mean, he's yes. meeting with G. Dude, he's going to Ukraine. Yes, great it, fucking uh, call, man. He's. <laughs> what happened to the cancer? He literally was like bedridden, from what I was reading, six months from death. And uh, he looks fantastic. Mike Adrenochrome no, does wonders. I don't know if you know about that stuff. <laughs> it's those Korean uh, foreskins. Yes! Oh, callback! Hey, oh, yeah! <laughs> Can't man. get enough of that foreskin, you know? <laughs> wow, man. Have you done any more research into the Korean foreskin? I think I got enough. I don't need to really know anymore. Oh, I thought you were going to maybe look into it, purchase yourself a. Uh, a package, or uh, I don't know how it comes, how they would ship Korean foreskins. I imagine there's some vacuum sealage 
uh, going on. You gotta be careful what you ship it with. That'll get mixed up with the calamari. (laughs) 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 You don't want to mix those two up. That's a good idea. Just order them at separate times. I dig it, definitely. <laughs> keep, keep them separate in the freezer, for sure. <laughs> One vacuum pack bag looks like the next, you know? You know, you don't get the true good calamari out here anywhere you try to order it. It's always the fried stuff. I really like the stuff that's like uh, in the oil and the vinegar. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what the I'm talking about? food salad? Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Which you, you got to go to an Italian deli. So I'm saying very common and very popular in the uh, Italian Chicago delis. Uh, I guarantee most mm. good pizza places also sell it as a side. Uh, Almost every pizza place has it. Oh, Dude, yeah, you know where man. I got it from last time? It was a couple months ago. Oh, I got to go back now. Asti. Oh, dude, I when I was back, I was raving about Asti and talking about how we got to go get a sub from Asti. Every time I bring it up, all I hear is people complaining about how they have to drink water for days. Oh, get the fuck out of here. They're babies. That's the biggest complaint. Yeah, you're eating a fucking sub with, that, with like literally three pounds of uh, cured meat. That's so good. It's going to oh. be a little salty. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. But I got the uh, the Italian sub with the little container of the seafood. Yes, it's got salad. the octopus and... Uh, the little octopus. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. Got they do it perfect in there, with celery. the celery. Yes, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, cel- oh, the celery, for some reason, takes it to the next level. I don't know what it is when you're mixing that celery Because it adds bite. that crunch. Oh, man. So good. Uh, yeah, so you, yeah, you do don't get good. that out here. Everywhere I try to score a calamari, and I, I gave up years ago because you're disappointed every time you get the fried stuff. Yeah, I guess they have to, dude. You're like, you're like a week's trip from the ocean. No, it's not about how far you are from the ocean. It's about how it. It's about you know how they freeze the fish when they ca- uh, catch it and mm. prepare it. And that's how you get, like, really good uh, sushi, right? A lot of these places, the good ones will pay a premium for, you know, getting stuff uh, that's, you know, a good cut, frozen immediately. Flash flash freeze. That's right. You got to flash freeze it, dude. And then you uh, send it overseas. I know there's a place uh, in Boulder and... uh, Shinzo Abe, uh, prime, former prime minister, the late Shinzo Abe, uh, he visited out here and uh, came to Boulder and stayed at uh, Chautauqua, I think, and he had the chefs of, uh, I think it was a Sushi Zanmai or one of the uh, local joints down there. They were personally, you know, driven up there and they uh, prepared him, you know, you know a sushi cuisine. Wow. And uh, apparently, you know, nationally, even internationally, this place is known for how good their stuff is. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they, uh, these sushi joints, they, they, go, uh, they go for broke when it comes to getting in the good fish. Yeah. You got to, man. You ever worked with stinky old fish, man? Fish stinks. All I the time. Fish. All I, the time. But, like, 
you you, you oh. got if you get the good really good stuff you can avoid that stank man but otherwise yeah anything like if you're working at a place with fish good luck dude you're gonna you're gonna get that stank in your face there's no doubt about yeah. it dude. no i hate uh anything about it fish goes bad real fast chicken is fantastic up until the second it goes bad and the moment that happens the entire room smells like something died (laughs) 